evening, folks. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, so um, I am dealing now, so we've moved away from acceptance, and I'm going to be talking about coping. Um, I'm going to be talking about coping, and I'm going to be in this Second Corinthians chapter four for a while, but I'm starting at the end of it. And I'm gonna be going back to the beginning. Um, <clears throat> so I'm starting in terms of coping, Second Corinthians four, chapter 16 to 18. And it's interesting that uh, Carolyn talked about a eternal perspective because you need to have an eternal perspective in order to, um, to be able to cope with the um, temporary afflictions. So verse 16, therefore we do not lose heart but through, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light afflictions is producing for us an eternal weight of glory. Far beyond all comparison, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And so what is that conveying to us in terms of an eternal perspective? What is an eternal perspective? It's a perspective of hope, right? It is a perspective of hope because you can't, you cannot say just an eternal perspective without really explaining what it is here. Someone guarantee you, you went up to your friend, well, I've got a per per eternal perspective. Probably say, oh, well, good for you, right? I mean, what does that mean? It's one of hope, right? So therefore, we do not lose heart. Therefore, we have hope. But though our outer man is decaying, Yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. Why is that important? Because, because there is hope for the future, for an eternal future, right? Here's the, the problem. Here's the reason why people cannot cope. People cannot cope in what they go through right now because it seems that what they go through right now sucks the hope out of their temporary situation. Once you have hope, once you understand what you're going through is because of where you're going to and helps you where you go into, that actually brings hope. Things have to make sense. Things have to 
make sense, really. And here is the thing, here is the thing that should enable people to cope. It's not that you go through suffering. We do all go through suffering. But what really should enable you to cope is that your suffering has meaning. And that's why he says, look, verse 17, for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. So I'll give you an example. They say that the training to be a Navy SEAL is so much suffering that there's many people that throw up, even people have been working out, same thing at West Point, but it has meaning. It leads to something, right? It leads to something. I had to encourage my son the other day. Oh, Dad, I'm burnt out. But hey, in a week or two more, he will have finished his first year of law school. It leads to something. It has to have meaning. It has to lead somewhere. And if it, you what, listen to the radio show on Saturday, it said, gave that scripture for the joy that was set before him. Jesus Christ endured the cross, despising all shame. And now he's seated at the right hand of God. It leads to something. The apostle Paul, I also gave as well. I fought the good fight. I finished my course. I have... Uh, kept the faith, and now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. So in order to be able to, if you just see here, if you just see here, this is why I keep telling you about politics and all of that, because those are people who just see here. This is why they can't cope. This is why they get upset. All somebody has to do is touch them like they're, they're so immature. They're immature and they support immature people because that's all they see. This is all they see. They have no eternal perspective, really. And, and you see these people because they have no eternal perspective. They'll be the same in 20 or 30 years. Hope is what hope is. When you know you're going somewhere, you take in information and make the necessary adjustments. Most immature people cannot do that. Babies cannot do that. It's only people that are going somewhere. Look at everything that Paul went through. You have got to get that in your mind right now before you go through anything, because that will determine how you go through it, really. You have got to have hope. You have got to see that it is not for nothing. Anybody who's institutionalized, anybody who is in any, who is incarcerated, the people who fare the best are the people that have something on the outside to live for. The ones who have nothing, 
get swallowed up. We'll get into all different kinds of problems and a few years sentence can end up being for decades because of the nonsense that they get into. Whereas when people have something to live for, hey, I wanna do the right thing, do that time, get out of here. Because there's something on the outside for them to come to. You have got to have that hope. You have got to have something that you fix your eyes. The chances are, if somebody goes to uh, uh, college, not everybody, but there's much more of a chance of someone that goes to college, doesn't know what they want to do. Well, I just don't want to have a college education. You don't figure that out pretty soon. It's very easy to get swept away and just drop out uh, studying stuff. I don't know what I want to do. I, I continue on the mountain student debt, whatever. It has to be connected to a sense of purpose. There has to be purpose. Here is the greatest hope that you can have. The greatest hope that anyone can have is living for something bigger than yourself. You know, the top tier in Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs is self-transcendence. So self-transcendence, people like Martin Luther King will be up there, right? And self-transcendence, right? The Apostle Paul, meaning now that they, these kind of people have already said, if it kills me, and it probably will, what I'm doing, it is okay. You know why? Because self-transcendence means you're living for something that transcends yourself, that's bigger than yourself. And so now the expected risk, hey, it's worth it. I'm expecting this risk, no problem. It is worth it. This is why when the apostle Paul says, I've fought the good fight, I finish my course, no problem. It's the way I expect to go anyway. It means that they have so much hope. They're living for something bigger than themselves. Very few people, very few people get to the top tier of the uh, Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And the basic needs, physiological needs, there are billionaires who can stay at the bottom tier, still trying to make money to meet those material needs because each level of each level, each tier should now cause you, once those levels, each tier, once it's been fulfilled, it should motivate you to the next tier right? It should motivate you to the next tier. Here's a great example of this, right? Self-transcendence. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Now, that takes care of all of those tiers, right? Because you're trusting God to meet those needs, and now 
you're at the self self transcendent one, right? You are at the self transcendent one. So, like the Apostle Paul would say, "Well, you know what? Let me become a billionaire, and then I'll, 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 you know, I'll go out and I'll do the trial stand." No, it's trusting. This is where the coping comes in, right? It's trusting now for God, not for you, to achieve all of those needs. Because as I said, really, you could be, there are billionaires who are still working to make more money. So you could still be down there. No, it's you saying the way I am coping is by hoping. And the way I am hoping is putting my hope in God. And in that, when I do that now, I am seeking God's kingdom and all its righteousness, knowing, knowing that those things that I am seeking him for, he'll take care of those so that I can now not get stuck in all of those tears and go right to that self-transcendent one. But I don't lose the kingdom come out of the church. Oh, how much money is in the bank? How much this and, and, and that? He was broke. He didn't say, whoa, I, you know, go to mutual fund. No, got to do some investment diversification. No, he trusted God. There's a need right now. Really, no money you cannot have. You cannot invest in the stock market for 30 years until you go out of the church. No, it's trusting God. As I said, coping is really hoping. Really, this is where it starts. Coping is hoping in God to meet those needs now so that you can live a life of self-transcendency and in the hierarchy of needs, that's where true fulfillment comes from. Living for yourself, right? Living for yourself, self-centered, self-absorbed, narcissistic living doesn't bring any fulfillment. You will never be satisfied. Solomon said, it, without God, it's all vanity. It, you'll never, ever, ever be fulfilled. It's living for something that transcends your life and trusting, hoping in that thing. Of course, we're talking about God to meet your needs. As I said, Paul didn't say, well, you know, I've got to look at the hierarchy of need. No, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It's living a self-transcendent life. That's why I was saying all of those immature people, they're living a life that's all about themselves. It's all about self-absorbed. It's full of self. Me, 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 me. More, 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 more. It's never, ever, ever fulfilled because that life does not come with an amount. It comes now. Fulfillment comes with the tear that you are. You have to get away from self. And this is what Paul was saying is that I've been crucified. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, right? It's living a life beyond oneself. This is what gives one joy. You cannot be 
caught up in this tear, caught up in that tear. You can get caught up in the hierarchy of needs and it can almost be like a maze to you. It can be this maze to you. John D. Rockefeller got caught up in that. And when they said, John, what will make you happy? Just one more million, just one more million. And he started doing philanthropic work and he was so fulfilled, so absolutely fulfilled. You ask Warren Buffett what gives him the most pleasure, making money or giving it away. You say giving it away, helping people. That's the self-transcendent life. But the narcissists who are all about me, 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 are your they're never fulfilled. They live a life, right, that is really so incredibly toxic. That's why I'm saying coping is hoping. Really, coping is hoping. It's about trusting in something that's bigger than you to take care of your needs while you work on, on fulfilling the purpose that, that something that's bigger than you, i.e. God, is fulfilled, right? That is real, real coping. The people who are just living for here, they get stuck because they get stuck between a rock and a hard place. You never get stuck between a rock and a hard place when you are living for something bigger than you and you're trusting in something bigger than you to supply whatever it is that you need. You think about it, it's so easy to get stuck in these needs, oh, well, physiological needs, needs for security, need for a relationship. It's just so easy to get stuck right there and not get to that level of transcendence. And that's where fulfillment is. And you know why people get stuck in that line? Is because people get stuck on one of those tears and just say, I need more and more and more of what this tear can give me. No, you need now to be motivated by being fulfilled on that tear and then move up to the next one. That's how it works. Not getting stuck, but this is the problem. So many people get stuck, right? We have to live a self-transcendent life, a life bigger than our self. Life bigger than our self. You see people who have nothing once they get this right. Like what? They have so much joy. You know, I was reading about uh, Tom Lee. Uh, the end of February, you know, Tom Lee is on the board, the trustees of, well, used to be on the board of the, the Whitney and uh, the Met in New York, one of the biggest collections of 20th century art, American art anyway, in America. This guy bought Snapple in the early 90s for 300 million. Two years later, he sold it to Quaker Oats for 1.7 billion. So at the end of February, went into his wherever, multi-million dollar 
penthouse in Manhattan into the living room and blew his brains out. Yeah, and blew his brains out. See, this is what I'm saying is that it's not about the stuff. So many wealthy people commit suicide because they don't live this self-transcendent life. Coben is hoping anybody who thinks, well, you know, once I get my bank account all set, that's fulfillment. That's laughable. That is so, so, so laughable. No, you have got to get your purpose. And that purpose is now living for your creator and being fulfilled by your creator. We were never, ever meant to be fulfilled by anything here, okay? Football, basketball, yeah, good. It's okay to watch a game. It's not going to bring you fulfillment. I don't care how much you watch. No, it's only in living a transcendent life. And this is what Paul is for. Therefore, do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, far beyond all comparison. This man went through a lot. While we look not at the things which are seen. See, he's talking about this. I'm living a self-transcendent life. We do not look at what we've seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That is where the hope is, living beyond what you can see. Self-transcendence, like self-transcendence. Maslow also had another term for it. He'd say self-actualization, meaning that you become so fulfilled when you find that top tier purpose, right? That all that you can be, you actually become, because all of the other levels are just preparing you for all that you can be, right? Me for food, I mean, you stop there. Me for physical sustenance. Jesus even says, man doesn't live by bread alone. So if you're trying to live by bread alone, you're in for a hard time, my friend, regardless of how much bread you've got. Really, you can have all of the bread, hey, in Kansas, right? A lot of wheat and grain in Kansas, right? A lot of bread over there. You're not going to be fulfilled. It's living a life that transcends yourself, that is beyond yourself. This is how we're able to cope. The way you cope is what you're hoping. It's all about what you put your hope in. There's people here, you'll see them put their hope in the Patriots, right? I like the Patriots, but I'm not going to put my hope in them, really. Not beyond Sunday. Anyway, <laughs> not beyond the Sunday game, right? No. What we put our hope in is the God that is transcendent. God is imminent, meaning is close, and he's also transcendent but he transcends us you have to put your hope in something that's bigger than you and do some prayer points and it's this it's first one is this is father lord 
give me the grace, Lord God, to hope in beyond what I can see. You know, I can tell you this as someone who for many years, many years, had suicidal ideation is this is one of the big causes of, of suicidal ideation is only having hope in what you can see. Only having hope in what you can see. And to be honest with you, is that most of the times what you can see is hopeless. Is hopeless. So there's no hope. So it's Lord God, give me the grace to have hope beyond what I can see. Lord God, to have hope beyond what I can see, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name. Father, we pray that you will give us the grace of hope beyond what we can see, Lord God. Give us the grace of hope beyond what we can see, Father, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Lord God, give me the grace to have hope beyond what I feel. Beyond what I feel. We've got to get out of this sensory stuff. Really, it is so messing us up. Give us the grace of hope beyond what we feel. Lord God, it's emotional reason. Oh, I feel terrible. Oh, it must be terrible. Really, that's that sucking away at our hope. Give us the grace to have hope beyond what we feel, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. I praise your holy name. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you will give me the grace to have hope beyond what I feel, Lord God. Give me the grace. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, give me the grace to live a transcendent life, to live a life beyond myself, to live a life that stretches beyond myself. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise your holy name. Father, we pray that you will give us the grace, Lord God, to live a self-transcendent life, a life that goes beyond me, Lord, I ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So a caring call, now pass it on to Sandy. I want people, I want people, now I'm trying to help you, but I have to hear from you. Not enough people are talking at the end. I want to hear how you are coping, how you are open, how these messages are helping you. I speak for a long time here, just asking you, speak for a minute or so, please. I wanna see people do it, okay? All right, so I wanna see people do it. Father Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know you shed your precious blood so that I might be saved. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for saving me, Lord God. I know you've given me hope and that I can cope, Lord God, because of that hope. I 
pray, Father, Lord God, that you would turn my life around and give me the grace, Lord God, to not only live a life beyond me, but to show others how to do that, Lord God. I pray, Father, Lord God, that people will see me, Lord, and glorify you who is in heaven, Lord God, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay.